consultancy is like having a breakfast buffet in front of you. You can pick and choose. It's going to bring you lots of opportunities. It's a great start of a career. You're going to be exposed to lots of different challenges. And if you come to consultancy at the end of your career, it might fill up some of the gaps that you had as an in-house technician. Welcome to Avanade's new podcast series. Thank you for stopping by. My name is Mats Lundell Nielten. I'm working as a full-stack developer and consultant here at Avanade. Today we have Amy and Anna here to give you an introduction to recruitment in Avanade. One of the interesting takeaways for me from this episode is how you need to adapt when in an international setting when it comes to recruitment. So, Anna, please give a quick introduction of yourself. Yes, my name is Anna Reynolds Murillo. I am Talent Acquisition Manager for Avanade in the Nordics. So I'm covering Norway, Sweden, Denmark and Finland. I'm Spanish, but I'm actually living in Norway where I have my husband and, and my kids. Um, my background is 15 years of experience within recruitment, uh, actually from executive search, not from in-house recruiter. And I was recruited into Avanade to build up a strategy and a plan going forward for recruitment, uh, first in Norway and Finland, and lately uh, for the Nordics. So working as a business partner with the business to build together the talent of the future workforce. Very That's good. a bit about me. What about you, Amy? So my name is Amy Ribbon, and I'm also a headhunter. I started my career at Conferry. Uh, which is executive search. I got a pang start. Um, <laughs> um, a lot of work, uh, very exciting. I've worked across several industries, anything from manufacturing to high-tech IT consulting. Um, Avenade is my first in-house role, actually. Um, it's quite exciting. Um, different type of mindset um, and different type of people, actually. Um, very positively surprising. Um, but I think what Anna and I bring from executive search is that we have a different type of mindset. We don't headhunt just to meet our KPIs, but we headhunt in two ways. One is meet our own KPIs and then you as a candidate, is this the right place for you? Is this the right role for you? All right. Have you checked out those two boxes? Then we go ahead. Great. And today we're here to talk a bit about how Avanade does recruiting. You gave a, a little uh, tease there and you know, how we may be doing some of the stuff here in Avanade. And we'll uh, hopefully give an insight into how this experience has been for not only you in recruitment, but also what you've seen from other candidates that has uh, tried to join Avanade and also join the Avanade family. Is that uh, okay? Uh, description of what we're going through today, Anna? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, getting to know more about the go-to-market strategy from talent acquisition is very important. Um, the Nordic countries are a bit special. Um, the region is composed by small countries with very limited candidate pool and a market that is overflowed with opportunities. 
that means that the go-to-market strategy from Amy and myself has to be very different than it could be in Norway or sorry in Spain or in or in Italy, uh, where of course um, the economic circumstances are radically different. The way we do it is. Um, it's actually based in trust, as I think is very much the culture of the Nordic uh, region. Um, we use our own workforce as referees in order to go to the market. So we discuss with them which companies are doing great out there, uh, which people have you worked together with in the past, or you know perhaps you have been not part of the same company but working together in a project. Who will you recommend? Who is already a talent that we can go and recruit and immediately be operative from day one? And who is a talent to develop? Where is potential? And that's very important because, as I said, the Nordics has a young population of talent uh, that need investment from Avanade to get them up to the position they need to be, to be perhaps one day our international representative coming from the, from the Nordic um, region. Um, so last year, just to give you some data, Norway recruited 42% of the people by employees' referrals, which means that at the same time that we are creating a go-to-market strategy, we are consolidating um, a way to actually keep our talent with us because they will go and work with people they have enjoyed working with before. And that's for us probably the best strategy. I have to say that our recruitment is not volume recruitment. Our recruitment is executive search recruitment. So we get in contact with our candidates. We discuss their career ambitions. We're honest on what we can bring. And if we don't match, we build up a relationship that is going to take us to the next level. And perhaps we talk again in six months, in 12 months, in 24 months. But that's, I would say, is a little bit of the go-to-market strategy that we have overall in the Nordics. Yeah. And some of the interesting candidates may be women, mm -hmm. Amy. Indeed. Women is a large topic and not just because of gender, but because um, women bring a different type of perspective. They have different ways of thinking. Males do think in one way and females have other priorities and think in other ways. And we need a diverse um, type of mindset to come up with the types of innovative plans and ideas that we want to deliver to our candidates. So in terms of what we do for women in IT in Norway is that we are a gold partner with Oda, Oda Network. Uh, we are present at universities and colleges in Oslo and Trondheim, for example, in Norway, um, and also in Finland and Denmark and Sweden. Um, we are in stance, we connect, we network with both male and females. Um, and even if they might not be ready today, we want to, as Anna said, we want to connect to build a relationship so that, you know, they know we exist. They know that, you know, they can contact Anna or Amy, for example, if they want to switch. Maybe not straight out of college, but five years down the line. At least they know that, you know. I have someone that I can contact. And uh, we, for example, have Stephanie uh, with us at Avenue Norway, um, who came from, who came from NTNU. She was a graduate student. Um, and she's part of the low 11% of females studying IT. Pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> we want to grow that population. So 
the talent pool might be petite, but we want to remind females out there at least that there are people in IT that are successful. There is flexibility. There is no need to be afraid or be concerned um, that, you know, I need to be at the client. I need to work from the office. Everyone is going to time me. There is a time report, et cetera, et cetera. There is a lot of flexibility. There are a lot of challenges. I think the IT consultancy is good that way. Um, there is a lot of stability and investment from the companies, the IT consultancies, a lot of training, social atmosphere, support, coaching, even mentoring or career advising. So yeah, that's what we want to highlight to at least the female population in Norway that we can offer. Is there any challenge on the IT aspect of everything? There isn't a lot, big pool of uh, IT women in Norway. So you, what do you think is the most challenging about recruiting? I think the most challenging is to get females that um, dare, I wouldn't say that want, but dare to actually follow an IT career. Traditionally, it has been a men-dominated world. And uh, if you even check, you know, what my daughter or my son spend a weekend doing, I can see my daughter uh, doing completely different things that my son that would love to spend Saturday and Sunday just playing games on the computer. Um, so it's true that um, females have a tendency to choose careers where they can grow towards leadership, and that that happens within technology too. So it's very typical that um, we don't see the potential of that leadership or business mentality of a female uh, because we're too focused on the techniques and skills. And it can also happen that the female would actually rather be a technical resource and not a leader or a salesperson, but that's in there because things that is going to compare against people that have been using the last 15 years of their life playing high-skill games during the weekend. Um, we have a situation in Norway where we have Ida Bergen, who is our only Microsoft MVP. We're talking about a female. So within IT, there are not only opportunities that there are, of course, of leadership career for females, but you can also be a very strong technical resource, technical leader being a female too. So uh, I'll say, yeah, we need to dare. That's our biggest challenge to convince and to coach those females that we can help them to get where they need to be, mm. basically. Do you see any big challenges uh, or any differences between recruiting at junior level or senior level, Amy? I think <clears throat> I think when it comes to juniors, we are pretty much a hidden gem. A gem. Um, we um, they don't know that we exist, and uh, we aren't very flashy in terms of marketing. So uh, we like to front ourselves with uh, what we can deliver. So when it comes to juniors, we're uh, we are trying to sell, trying to sell. They need to know us and um, they like to get to know us. When it comes to the seniors, they already know us because they've been in the IT industry for, and it doesn't matter if it is one year or 15 years. Um, when it comes to the seniors, they already know where they want to go. So it's up to us to see if we can... Um, facilitate and help them on their career path. When it comes to the juniors, they haven't really set their mind, most of them. So it's um, they have room to be groomed, room to grow. So it's all about, you know, it's like school. You have several subjects just to get a taste of everything. 
So for juniors, we can offer a lot. For seniors, we need to sort of take a niche uh, point of view and see what we can offer them. And how do you uh, make them interested? How do you make skilled senior women that maybe needs a niche? How do you recruit those women, Anna? I think um, it's pure, as Amy said, being able to provide those females with a challenge they are looking for. Senior females know what they want, or sometimes they know what they don't want. We have to make sure that um, we are actually being able to provide and with that, especially because females have a higher level of loyalty towards their company and employee. Uh, it takes longer to recruit them. They think through the process a lot. They check with us, with the colleagues, with husbands, with family, neighbors, before they say yes to us. So we need to hold hands through the process, being very honest about is this something we're going to be able to provide you now or is this something we're going to be able to provide you in six months to one year time and this is the, the route to follow. So I think it becomes a dialogue very much based on trust. Um, females are wanted and there are many companies uh, wanting to have females on board and they can be easily trapped into the role they didn't want to choose. And you know that a woman will then be in that role for two to three years because of probably a little bit higher level of loyalty or flexibility towards hoping for, for change. And that's not definitely what, what we want. I think uh, in order to attract senior females, um, offering them an international career when they are at a point in their, level, in their, in their career that they have a strong leadership background, is definitely a plus. And uh, women likes working together and in teams. So you have to make sure, and women will check that probably more than a male, that they have the right team behind them. That's something they check a lot more than a, than a male will do. Do, okay, this is what I'm going to be measured for. Do I have the right workforce to get there? Or are you going to expose me to something that is impossible to achieve? Men won't think that way. They will think, I can everything. So if I don't have the workforce, I will recruit it. Or if they don't know, I will teach them. Females are more conservative. They want to check all the boxes before they say yes to us. That's very interesting. But there's one thing to try to uh, get in or find the talent that is in senior level. But how do you make uh, junior level or women in that's all maybe haven't even started in the IT education, how do you interest them into this consultative business? Do you have any experiences with that, Amy? Mm, actually, um, Avenade and Accenture has an industry bachelor program, which is for bachelor students in their second year or <coughs> master students uh, in their fourth year so that they can work 100% and be a student 100% with a deal with the university they study at, so that they can actually have a taste of what it is to, uh, and you come out fully educated with a track record already. So you're not sitting with a diploma, getting uh, opening the door to the workforce and thinking, what? <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> I don't know what I want. And there are billion companies out there. So with the juniors, we have this program so that they can come 
and actually experience hands-on with relevant experience. They're in projects, they're being shadowed or they are shadowing other seniors. Um, and that's how we want to give them a flair, a taste of what IT consultancy is, how it is to work in a large structure. Um, but in Norway, it's quite flat. Uh, you have, yeah, you come up with hands-on experience and you already sort of know what way you want to go once you have that. I would imagine that uh, how you recruit junior level women in the IT industry has changed during the past years. Mm-hmm. Do you have any experience? Was it very different from like 10 years ago? No, I'm not sure how many years you worked, but you have a little more experience than me. Yes, uh, I think it has changed, but I will focus on it needs to change even more. We need to start earlier. Mm. Companies um, should actually meet uh, the the child of the future going to schools and teaching them and encouraging them to actually use technology as a way of living. Um, It's true that uh, if you ask uh, many girls what you want to do in the future, you'll find that they often say, I want to be a teacher, you know, the age of 10 years. And I want to, you know, perhaps I want to be a hairdresser, perhaps I want to be, you know, a doctor. Um, How using technology and being able to be actually an expert within technology it can take them there, independently of which way they want to go. I don't think traditionally uh, this generation has experienced that their mothers or grandmothers were there. So we need to start earlier. Uh, our IB programs, Amy mentioned, is great because you come into real life before you are finished. But I think we need to come even earlier. Mm. I would love the day that we can actually go to high schools and start employing females there at that age uh, to have a one week one sort of one day a week uh, introduction to the office and being able to code or um, to use power bi and see what technology is absolutely mm. and one of the big or biggest maybe topics under the theme of uh, recruiting women to Avanad or in tech in general is uh, unconscious bias and what is that Alma? We are both, Amy, myself, and the entire business very committed to avoid any unconscious bias. What it is, is when you um, basically take certain assumptions that are completely um, subjective into a skill or a box to check. So how many times can we say that women are more emotional than males, that perhaps they are not going to manage, manage stress so good? That perhaps they're going to cry in a client meeting if they feel they have lost control. Perhaps, yeah, they're leaders, they're quite functional, but they're not really hardcore skill, technical skills. So we definitely need to train our people and in the business to think differently. We all have unconscious bias. I don't know anyone that doesn't have at least one. We just have to keep reinforcing. The way we also doing Avenade is when in doubt, just check with those senior females in the business that we are not having to reject someone because unconscious bias of someone through the process have applied here in order to take a decision. So we have our um, pool and uh, of leader females 
that are very involved in the process of recruitment that we can use anytime at Avenade is quite special when it comes to that. I can reach out to any of my female colleagues and uh, ask them to be involved in a process of recruitment and tell us what she thinks from her point of view uh, for technical skills, consultancy skills. Are we including unconscious bias here? And they will say yes. So I'll say uh, to have the support of the business, the commitment of our already uh, female employee force is what definitely will make Avanade to go through the future without no, without any type of unconscious bias. Hmm. Do you have any experience with unconscious bias, Amy? <laughs> <laughs> I think we all have. Um, yeah, it's very subjective. You don't know it's happening. Um, it's, you know, every company has trainings for them. And it's quite important that people attend those trainings so that they themselves become aware and move that unconscious bias to become more conscious so that they don't include those in an interview setting, for example. Because a tattooed person might be more experienced, even better than someone who looks clean and sharp. Yeah, that's also maybe something we could do uh, when uh, branding Avanade, mm -hmm. showcasing that we can, uh, or that we know of uh, unconscious bias, first of all, and then we also have taken steps to uh, conquer the, what may be normal in a recruitment process. Is there any other thing we do or maybe should do more of in employer branding? In terms of branding, there's always more to do. Um, we can be in more places. We can be more flashy. Um, we are, as we mentioned in the beginning, uh, a hidden gem. So, you know, we have two big Hollywood parents, Accenture and Microsoft. You know that. We sell that. We say that. And we have technical people. We deliver. We are dedicated to Microsoft technology as our other company is Microsoft. We have our own consultants at Microsoft developing the tech that we also deliver. So we're not just a supplier, but also a developer of it. But yeah, there is quite a lot more we can do. We just need to enter early, even in high schools, like Anna said, we can enter in later. There is still so much more to do. And also you're responsible on the Nordic level, Anna. Mm -hmm. Is there any... Uh, cooperation with uh, Microsoft or Accenture, our two parents, as Amy mentioned? Yes, um, but again, as, as I mentioned before, it needs to be stronger. Our cooperation with Accenture, of course, is, is, is very tight mm. since we work directly with them and we even share um, buildings. So we have them, you know, one one meter away from us. <laughs> Never better say than now. Um, with Accenture, we are establishing some links uh, for our people to be able to gain the certifications and the knowledge that they need to have um, when we see that the market is going towards perhaps Azure as being one of the key technologies to be used in the future. So we work very close with them. We will work even closer under the umbrella of Accenture Microsoft uh, Business Group. That is the new entity that we are developing and where we are at the start point right now. Yeah, that's very interesting to see how we co cooperate together and we should definitely do more of that mm -hmm. as we uh, can learn from each other. 
But one other thing that is very interesting, at least for me, uh, joining Avdal Norway now in August has been how diverse we are as an international company, how many different languages there is, even in the little Avnod Norway. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on how languages uh, play a part in the yeah. recruitment process, even in Norway or internationally? Or I think in the Nordics, um, again, small region for countries for different languages, and there are not languages that people are learning in Germany or in Spain or in the US, because of course, uh, there are minority languages. People have a tendency to believe that because every Norwegian, Swedish, Finnish and Danish speak perfect English, that you can work uh, and have the same possibilities than the local people just by speaking English. And I'm a very good example of the opposite. If you are coming to the region and you want to have the same possibilities, um, have the possibility of collaborate with local uh, projects, perhaps public pro uh, projects, you have to speak the language of your client. Uh, and that's important. So how many times in a conversation with a really highly skilled lady here in, in Norway, I have said, okay, what's your Norwegian level or your Swedish level? And they say, well, you know, I haven't really learned it because, you know, with English, it was okay up until now. Well, independently, if you want to be in all the projects that we can offer to you, it's only an asset for you to learn the language and your career will take off from there. And then you will be the one choosing your next step and not be burdened by your lack of language skills to keep growing. So trust me, because of my previous experience, I can actually uh, speak in first person about it. Trust me. Are you established in Norway? Do you have a family in Sweden? Is your husband Danish? Learn the local language in parallel as you develop your technical skills. And no one is going to ever be able to stop you to have a really speedy career path within Avanet. We yeah. have 21 nationalities. And those that don't speak fluent um, local languages, they are learning. And in some cases, we're definitely helping them. Um, but uh, there is not a single time we don't meet, even if it's by the coffee machine, where I take the opportunity to say, how are you doing with the language skills? And not because I'm testing, I'm actually helping <laughs> for them to develop their career with us. Yeah. Do you have any... Uh experiences with uh, how the languages are impacted the recruitment process and maybe you can share some mistakes that you've seen other candidates do when it comes to languages like not being open enough to learn new languages maybe a, a big mistake if you wanted to do, look for new open opportunities so yeah as anna said norwegians or nordic people we speak fluent english and our candidates that are foreigners haven't lived in Norway for, I don't know, two years or even more or less. They seem to be under the impression that we don't need Norwegian. Um, and it's quite important, even if it isn't on a so uh, professional setting, if you know the local language, you feel more included in the social setting on a private, in your private life. And in an interview setting or with just candidates, as Anna said, we try to encourage them. We don't say that. It's not Avenade that doesn't want uh, people that don't speak English. It's really for your own benefit to know a language. Then your uh, area of opportunity 
is brought in so much. The, the universe opening you to you is an imaginary if you know the local language. And um, we have people that, you know, argument, but I haven't needed I haven't needed to learn in, in Norwegian yet. So why are we setting this point for me? And what we can say is that, you know, it's just how things are. It would benefit you in all aspects of your life. You know the language to one main level. It's so it shows the dedication. It shows that you're willing to be incorporated to a culture, not a work culture, but the country's culture. And that you are willing to adapt. You know, when you go to vacation, you don't hold your own Norwegian culture above the Spanish culture, for example. You try to adapt so that you feel welcome, that you are included. Instead of saying, oh, but you speak too much, you speak too fast. It's not, it's, you need to, yeah, you need to dedicate yourself to that culture, to that local language, to have that open universe available for you. That is super interesting, and I think there are so many listeners that can uh, make good use of tips and your experiences as you share them here today. If we're ending, getting to the end of uh, this episode, is there any main takeaways that you would uh, give to the listeners uh, that's listening today? I would start with um, females within technology. They are more than just functional roles within technology for you. You can be a great technologist and that's something Avanade will fully support so come to us if you want to be technical because we have place for you mm -hmm. and uh, we also invest if you feel like you are functional today but you want to be technical we are there to invest in you don't be afraid to reach out don't be afraid to think you know I don't tick 70% of the boxes I can't underline this that I feel like I match the profile Don't be afraid to even attempt to follow the opposite gender. They do that. They take a leap of fate. And we really encourage females to do that as well. I would also add uh, consultancy is like uh, having a breakfast buffet in front of you. You can pick and choose. It's going to bring you lots of opportunities. It's a great start of a career. You're going to be exposed to lots of different challenges. And if you come to consultancy at the end of your career, it might fill up some of the gaps that you had as an in-house technician. So that's, I think it's important. And lastly, again, the language skills, not just for professional gains, but also on a social basis for your own personal gains. It's quite important to dedicate yourself to the country that you have chosen to live in. Yeah. That's a great uh, place to end. Thank you very much for sharing your experiences and tips. And thank you very much for joining us here in the podcast today. Thank you for having us. Thanks to you, Matt's great initiative. Thank you. Again, thank you, Amy and Anna, for joining us in the studio today. Be sure to not miss any new episode. Subscribe to our podcast series on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. That's it for now. Goodbye. This podcast is copyright of Avanard, the leading provider of innovative digital and cloud services, business solutions, and design-led experiences.